What's up guys, welcome to today's money. Thank you for listening, I appreciate you being here. If you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, there's a link for that in the description. And if you wanna jump right into the podcast, skip the next 30 seconds of ad space. Welcome back everybody, I appreciate you being here. We've got a very special episode today. Before we get into it with Logan, I wanna just let you guys know as always that today's episode is sponsored by Autonomous. You know, they hooked us up with some awesome standing desks and they wanna hook you guys up as well. So make sure you check out the link in the description. I think it's 10% off, which is a really good deal and they're already really reasonably priced. Did you get one yet? I did not get one yet. Why are you holding out? Um, Well, you're about to move potentially. I'm about to move, so I'm gonna get a new desk then. Right, so then you're gonna buy one with the code? Yes. (laughs) You heard it, I'm putting it on the spot. Only with the code. Only with the code. Yeah. I don't even get a kickback from them. I'm actually not an affiliate. Yeah, they just, we made a deal. They gave us the desks. We promote them. They give a discount to people. It's a win-win for everybody. And I don't need to get paid on it. Just cool. They offered it to me. I could do it, but yeah. But anyway, we're going to talk to Logan about trading. We were actually just talking about some conspiracy theories. So maybe we'll get into some things like that, but we don't want to get too political today. We want to keep it trading focused. So for most of the people, because it was funny, I told everybody that you were coming down. I posted on Instagram and Mm -hmm. some of the guys, I think it was Dennis. He was like, yo, interview Logan. Um, because you met him at the Philly I seminar. I did meet Dennis at yeah. the Philly seminar. Yeah. So he was like, yo, you got to get Logan on an episode. So I was like, okay, well, we'll see if we can make it happen. So for, you know, the people unlike Dennis that don't know you, can you give everybody like a 50,000 foot view of when you got started trading, where you're trading now, and kind of what your focus is? Yeah. So I started in the November of 2017 and now I am working at Maverick Trading. At a, it's a proprietary trading firm. I'm considered a master trader in their rank. Okay. Yeah. What does that mean? Um, they just have different levels. So as you gain more capital, you rank up in their level structure, and you start off as an associate trader, and then you work your way up from there. Can you give any information? Because I've had a couple of guys on the show um, talking about FTMO. Do you know what okay. FTMO is? I've heard something about it. Yeah. So I know basically, a like did it. the short. So do you know what it is? Yeah. They're like they fund you with 100k, mm-hmm. but you can get up it's to 300k. Challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And then they yeah. give you the money if you pass both challenges. Mm-hmm. So can you compare Maverick to FTMO for people watching? Yeah, so there's a, a drawdown limit on accounts that proprietary trading firms let you go to. Okay. So with Maverick, it's 20%, so you can lose up to 20% of your account. That's higher than FTMO. FTMO, it I is. think it's only exactly. 10%. Exactly, that's the difference. Okay, that's the main difference? Is that's there anything the main else? Difference. Um, you didn't I, have, did you have to pass a challenge or anything like that? To, yeah, you do. You there's still have to do a challenge? Level, yeah, it, that's included in the leveling progress. Got yeah. it, got it. Yeah. And how hands-on have they been with you and your growth? They're actually very helpful. If you uh, reach out to them anytime, any day, they'll yeah. reply back to you. They're really nice guys. The funding thing is an interesting thing right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The proprietary trading firm idea like FTMO, funded talent, you guys. There's a couple of different companies that get right. floated around. So it is a hot topic for us to be talking about. And I know a lot of people watching. Right. You know, there's different positions you can come from. There's the mm-hmm. traders that have no capital. They're just getting started. And they look at these funding companies, proprietary companies, and they're like, yo, this is my way out. This is my opportunity. Mm -hmm. But then there's a lot of people too that I work with that have a good chunk of change. And they're looking at this like, well, do I want the headache? Do I want the extra burden? Let's just say you have a hundred grand to trade with, right? Mm -hmm. What would you say to somebody that had a hundred K or even 50 K to start with trading once they get educated and once they get down the right path, would you say that they need a prop firm or is the ultimate goal when working at a prop firm to just make enough money to get out and be on your own. So if you already have 50K or 100K, just go start on your own and be on your own. It's definitely the latter. So if you have a larger account size that you can start with, yeah. I don't think that there's a big reason to partner with a prop firm. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, but if you have not a lot of money that you can start with, mm-hmm. they can really help you get to those higher levels of capital. And 
the uh, profit splits are really not that bad. It's definitely What's manageable. your percentage? Do you know? Um, well, of course you know. Yeah, right now I'm at 75-25. It's not bad. It's not. They're all around that 75 or 70. Right. Yeah. I think FTMOs is a little bit higher. Yeah, but yeah. it's a, it's a just a different structure. It is. They're popping. They're getting a, they're getting so much attention right now. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they do. Yeah, and they put out a lot of YouTube videos too. They're working with some guys like yeah. me that make courses and sell courses too. You've met someone who passed their challenge, right? I do. Well, he says he has. I know a couple of people that say they have. I have not seen anyone take a direct deposit or a bank statement that says okay. FTMO paid them out. That's what I'm yeah. waiting for. When I can have one of those, then I'll feel really confident in. I'd like to see that too. You know? Yeah. I know one guy who was going to get paid out by funded talent. He ended up screwing it up. So he's got to wait for another couple of weeks. But the, every company has their different nuances. I think, like you said, though, it can be a springboard almost for like new traders that don't have capital. Yeah, and it's an interesting definitely. time to be alive, you know, with so much free money out there in the system that they have right. the ability to do this. I mean, go back 10 years ago. This would not have been something that you really could find easily. You know what I mean? Right. 20 years ago, not at all. Yeah. You know, it didn't even exist. So. It's weird, and I feel like it's weird in a good way almost because it gives people a lot of opportunity. And for me, like in my position, I look at it like for new guys, you don't want to, if you don't have a lot of capital to start, you don't want to miss this boat. You know what I mean? So I don't recommend one of these prop firms or not. That's why it's good to talk to people like you and get your experience, talk to the FTMO guys, talk to the funded talent, get everybody's experience because the new guys listening that that are not fortunate like I was to have some money to start with, they need these outlets and they don't want, I don't want them to, and I don't think they want to have to look back on it 10, 15 years from now and be like, wow, why did I not just try that? You know what I mean? The worst that comes is that you waste a little bit of time and a little bit of money to pay to get started. I mean, yours is probably the most expensive startup compared to FTMO or funded talent, right? Um, I don't know the startup fees for theirs. Mine was definitely, I think on the higher end, but I completely think that it's worth it with the, uh, the course that they provide and the training they provide and the help. I think it's worth it. Personally. What was the education like? Um, so they make you go through a course and they just teach you their own trading strategies from there and how to make an Excel sheet, trading journals, stuff like that. How detailed are the strategies? Like, cause you've seen one of my courses. I don't think you've seen the advanced course. I don't think I have either. So you mean, you, you know, the a one system mm-hmm. kind of, yes. H- how similar is the idea of the systems? Not necessarily that they're indicator versus not indicator or breakout versus not, but like, where what they teach you was the education entry signal, exit signal, stop loss, risk management. It was. Yeah, the yeah, whole it was. thing. It was in detail. Nice. So mm-hmm. that, I mean, think, I think that's a huge piece of it. Some people think that they have just a system and it's just an entry signal. It's an EMA crossover or something like that, but there's no risk applied to it. There's right. no st- stop loss, take profit, you know, mitigation of risk as the trade mm-hmm. develops. So they were teaching you that as you went along. Yeah. So it helps with newer traders, but also with experienced traders, you don't need to trade their um, trading systems. You don't. You don't. You but do you have to pass a class like. to like get through? Do you, you have do. to like prove yeah. to them that you can trade regardless? Yes. Mm-hmm. So they don't care if they use, if the person used their system or not. They exactly. want you to pass a challenge. Yes. Got it. So yeah. it's the same idea. It's just passing your high watermark, which is the highest uh, level your account was at. So you, they just want to see the account growing. Exactly. And as long as it's growing, they're going to put more money in. Yep. My big question, I guess, that I never asked you about them is, do they take, like, let's say you want to keep growing the account and you okay. don't take money out. Do yeah. they still take profits out or no? Do they leave it in? They take profits out every month. No matter what. No matter what. So they, like, as you've been growing your account with them, they've been getting paid. Yes. Interesting. So you just kind of eat that. You just take it. They're taking it's not their- a lot of money. No, no, it doesn't impact me a lot because, because it's only twenty five percent. Exactly, and then as you get in the higher levels, it gets um, tighter. So the next level I go to, it'll be eighty twenty. Have you done any research into taxes with this at the end of the year? 
They help you with taxes. They're going to give you like a, what, a W-2 or whatever it's called. I don't know the exact um, form. Don't quote me on that. I don't know the exact form. I something like that. I know I signed the form. Um, it's you signed a contract with yeah, them. Yeah. It's an independent contractor So form. probably a 1099. Riley, right? You know this stuff. I believe it is a 1099. Yeah. So at the end of the year, they, they issue you that and then that's yes. all. Okay. And they have someone that can help you with taxes. Does it ever become advantageous for somebody like in your position that trades with a prop firm and doesn't really focus on their own money? Does it ever become smart to start your own business and have them paying you in an LLC or something like that? Is there any advantage to that? Do you know? Um, I have not done that yet, so I don't really want to speak on it. I'm not sure. Not sure. I'm sure if you talk to them about it, they'd be happy to help you. Yeah, I would be interested to, you should do some research into that and find out of the guys that have been there long. Like, I know a guy, James, who's been there for a while, too, longer than you, I think. And I I would be interested to know, like, do they trade as an independent person or do they trade as a business as time goes on? You know what I mean? If if they encourage you to trade as a business. Yeah, so that would be starting an LLC or something like that. Yeah. That's especially if they're allocating. actually. It is? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially if they're allocating you serious capital. What I find with the retail guys, a lot of them don't want to fork out the $2,000 or $3,000 to set up an LLC. But those are also the guys, unfortunately, and I'm not being negative towards them. I know how that is when money's tight, especially right now. Right. But those are the guys that are going to take shortcuts and ultimately... You know, in my opinion, not make it. But I have a couple of guys, Dennis being one of them. He hasn't really even been trading. I don't think he's been trading his like live account because he was saving up the money, putting it into an Oanda account, setting up the LLC. And because of coronavirus, it slowed up the process of setting up his LLC. Okay. So, so he's just trading on a demo account? That's what he did for like a month while this okay. whole thing was delayed. And now last week or the week before, I think he finally got the live account set up with cool. the business. And now he's rolling. He's got his documents like I've got mine. Like, And it's a real thing for him now. And I feel like a lot of people are starting to take that route, which is good. Because like on the retail side, if you're going to go in the, you know, if you're going to go into the industry of day trading, you have mm-hmm. to be focused on it like a business. Absolutely. If you're focused on this like as a full-time thing, you need to learn about that stuff at some point. But it's interesting. I was reading a book recently. He was talking about the documentation too of treating it like a business where a lot of people come in and they just trade. They just don't, they don't get educated. Not only that, but then they don't document what they do. They just trade. That's all they right. do is they trade and they end up losing money and burning out, you know? Mm-hmm. So what I, that's another thing a firm can help you with. What? They track all that stuff. They track all the trades. Yep. Everything. And then what do they do with that information? You can ask for it at any time. And like what? For tax purposes. You can analyze your own trading. Is that what you're saying? Like yes. You, you would turn back and look at the trades you took. And you could, yep. Would you, do, I know you mentioned the word like risk manager that they have at Maverick. And they, do they yeah. go over your trades with you? Um, if you want to, yes, absolutely. You can schedule a call with them anytime. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's kind of similar to what I provide to the guys at ASFX where mm-hmm. like if they want to book my time, they book my time. We go over their trades. We talk about their system, mm-hmm. their exact entry and exit. You know what I mean? So like it's, it's very similar. While you're doing everything for them, they have a person for each individual uh, issue that might come up with your trading. Explain. So there's a risk manager, there's a trade psychologist, there's things like that. Got it. So yeah. they would direct you to a certain person. Exactly. There's similar. person for everything. I have the coaches. Mm-hmm. Similar. Just kind of similar to that. But not identical. Because right. we all would do the same things just in a different way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. But it's good that they have the support. How important is that support, you know, have I'm sure you've seen a lot of traders that aren't trading with a prop firm and they end up probably burning out Mm. or not making it because they have no support from a community, right? They they just get into trading and then that's it. Mm -hmm. Well, the cool thing about it is once you become a trader at a prop firm, usually you get to talk to some of the other guys and you can create groups off of that. So that helps with that. And that's how you've made some connections, right? Absolutely. So I guess it's interesting. As you say that, it makes me think it's like a comparison to like college. You know what I mean? Like people would pay all the money to go to college. For the connections. Sorry. <laughs> For the connections, right? Yeah. Really, 
Is it for the degree? Not necessarily. So maybe at the same sense, you could compare that to a prop firm and say, yeah, you're paying to go and trade the capital. But ultimately, the goal, like you said, is to get your own capital and not be tied to a prop firm. So really, you're paying the tuition and the time to be at the prop firm for the connections too, in a similar way. Absolutely. Yeah, it can be looked like that. Yeah. So out of all the, you know, time that you've spent with Maverick, which is how long now? A year and seven months. A year and seven months. So out of all that time, how many traders do you think you've seen fail Maverick and pass on? Um, I have not talked to a lot of them, probably like 20 and I'd say 16 are gone now. Wow. Yeah. 16 or 17. That's close to 80%. Yeah. Isn't that 80%? Yeah. Around there. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. And then of the guys that are still left, are they all consistently making money like you are? Um, I don't want to speak for them. I'm pretty sure most of them are. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. What do you think is common in those couple of guys? Is there anything that you know about them? Just persistence. In what way? Um, when you lose, learn, um, learning from your losers, just continually sticking around, even if you're losing money. So like sometimes you just got to play the game and learn. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's and, definitely a good way to say it. So yeah. it's like taking the loss as well. Yeah, exactly. I feel like everyone that I talk to from Maverick has gotten good at that. The ones who've stuck around. What losses have you taken that have helped you learn how to take them better? Is there any experience that stands out in your history of trading? Like, is there a week or a month that you were just like, um, there was one recently. I was actually up for a big promotion and, um, yeah, I was up for a big promotion and I was one month away from it. And if I was consistently profitable for that month and had my high water, uh, high watermark breached, mm-hmm. then I'd get the promotion. And I actually ended down that month and it was the first month that I was down in 11 months. Damn. So yeah. you were that close. I was that close, but it was the best thing that could have happened to me. Why? Because I learned so much and I became such a better trader after that happened to me. What like what did you do to become a better trader? It completely humbled me. I was overconfident and I was rushing things. Because you had so many months of consistent returns. Exactly. I had this overconfidence that I built up. What led to the down month? Was it swinging too big? It was a little bit of risk management. I was risking a little bit too much. Um, I just had different trading goals at the time. I was aiming for a higher reward for higher risk. But now I've switched my approach entirely actually. And I'm focusing on lower risk and slightly lower reward, but consistent reward and not a lot of drawdowns. So instead of like six to one and winning, you know, at a low percentage, but winning big, you're saying you're switching to winning more often, but not winning as big. Yes. What a lot of people have a hard time making that switch because a lot of people only get into trading to see Mm -hmm. the bigger returns. What was it really just that? month of being so close to hitting your goal and then not hitting it that made you say, I need to completely change my risk management strategy or what else went into that decision? My mentor helped me make that decision. So when I lost, I talked to my mentor personally, who's someone at the firm and he advised me to lower my risk and he pretty much walked me through what I should be focusing on at the time that I lost. Pretty much just telling me not letting it get to my head mentally and just getting back in the saddle for the next month. And that's what helped me a lot. How did you bounce back the next month? Um, by revamping my risk management strategy. And then how did you make back some of the money? All of it. Nice. So you were yeah. able to completely recover. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. So I think where a lot of people struggle in that situation is they end up taking the loss or the lost month mm-hmm. and it beats them down. Right. right. Absolutely. And then they, is it, I guess at that point it's all mental. You know what I mean? Like at it that absolutely point, they're, is. they're in their own head thinking mm-hmm. negatively about it. They're questioning their strategy probably. Right. So 
in that moment, what do you do to stay on track? Like, is there anything you do specifically to, to, hey, I can't be thinking this negatively. I need to get myself out of that. I made the decision already in my life that I'm focused on trading. So even if I lost seven months in a row, I'd still be there the next day to trade. You're again. just committed. Yeah, I'm just committed at this point. I, so that's what got me to just, it, I bounced back from that loss very quickly and I learned a lot. I feel like a lot of people lack that decisive ability. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People want to talk all the time about the change that they want, the things that they want to make right. better and the things that they want to do different, but then they don't act on it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Instead of committing, hey, I'm deciding I'm going to do this. I'm going right. to decide I'm going to eat healthy and then not get tempted by the candy. Right. It could be right in front of my face, but if you decide to eat healthy, it's a decision. It's just like that. But it's different than saying that and living by it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I think by you taking a loss like that is a good way to showing that. In what way? It shows that if you have the grit to stick around. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. If you take a loss that really humbles you. Right. Absolutely. Do you think every trader has to blow their account or take a big loss in order to become successful in the long term? I don't term? know if they have to, but I think that you learn a lot when you do. Yeah. But at some point you get past that. It's good that you say it. it's like a thing that happens in the beginning. It's a right for some. For some. It's a good it's cool that you say it that way cuz some people say like no you have to blow an account and I'm like listen I got like four or five people exactly. that I know that yeah. they have not blown an account. They're just really meticulous right. and they're really cautious with the money that they're trading and they waited to add money to their account. That's a big thing that I've noticed they too. They approached it smartly. Right. Yeah. I noticed like the people that end up losing money that don't talk to me as much anymore or they aren't trading as much anymore and that's why we don't talk is because they went in, let's say they had 50 grand to trade with, they put mm-hmm. all 50 in and they lost 20 and then they backed out and took their 30 and went somewhere else. Right. Rather than start Start with 20, even though you had 50 to play with, start with just 20 and then add in 20, 30 more as you feel yeah. more confident or as you start actually start on, making money. You yeah. know what I mean? Or even start on a demo account before that. Well, right. But not a lot of people want to do that, but everybody should. You know what I mean? Absolutely I, should. I, you have to just to get used to the market. Like anybody that says you shouldn't start in a demo account is an idiot. Like I, there's YouTube guys and Instagram guys right. that say that. It's like, no, bro. Like if no one's placed a trade before, why would they you add, like advocate yeah. for trying with real money? I'm not saying it's the same as live trading. No, because no, obviously there's not, not a lot of emotions involved. Definitely not the same, right. but you should it's try definitely it. important. have to start. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even when you're testing new strategies that you're going to implement into your live trading, you should demo trade them first. On days where I feel like I have to trade, I still trade a demo account because I know if like if I'm grading my setups and I'm mm-hmm. going through my trade ideas, I might generate a C setup idea and I'm like, I want to trade today and it might be a C setup and I might want to take it, but right. I know I win more in the longer term and I make more money when I don't trade C setups. So yeah. I'll just take the trade on a demo account still to this day sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not all the it's time. It's helpful. It really is. Either I do that or I end up going on a walk. Like I get out of the house, you know what yeah, I mean? I keep myself off because then it's like, just get away from the desk. I know I'm itchy. Like I will have that mm-hmm. gambler personality in me that will come out and be aggressive on the chart. So I have to reel it in. You know what I mean? Yeah, but re- absolutely. But really and if get- getting up helps you, then you got to do it. Yeah. And the, the other part about, um, where I see a lot of the guys that we're working with struggle going back to what I was saying before is the selectivity in the trading. So over the month where you weren't trading that well, were you taking trades that were maybe not the most probable trades? Absolutely. That's the biggest switch I've made. So how did you make the switch? I decided to look at trades. If I take this trade and I lose, am I going to be mad at myself? Like, is there something that I'm not seeing? Just going really slow, analyzing everything, looking at the chart twice. Is there something I'm not seeing is a good question. Yeah. That's a good question. Is there something I'm not seeing? And the way that I kind of ask myself that is what could be better? Like, that's yeah, exactly. It, it, you're looking at the same things. At the end of the day, you're not going to be able. When you have a system, like I use indicators a little bit more than you, but when you have a system, you're going to have questions that you ask yourself, or I think you should before Absolutely. you take a trade, right? Yeah. I mean, your own little mental checklist. Yeah, and, and at yeah. the end of the day, if you go down that checklist and you see a trade set up and you want to trade, if it's one of those days that I was just talking about, mm-hmm. and you want to trade, 
you could lie to yourself about what's going on on that checklist. And then you could take a trade where maybe the EMAs for me aren't that great. Or maybe there's not a lot of space on ADR, average daily range, right? Yeah. So like, maybe something isn't wrong. You could lie to yourself and still take that trade. But where that comes back to bite you is when you go back at the end of the day it's and say, keeping well, what, yourself accountable. What could have been better? Well, there was no space on average daily range. Why right. did you expect that it didn't move? Well, you felt that uh, this is me talking to myself. You felt like you had to trade. Right. So now you took a trade that was not probable and you ended up taking a loss or a break even when you could have just walked off, not lost any money. Yeah. People, I think, especially new traders, first one to three years, confuse the idea that a winning day is separate from a no trade day. I, I kind of tell people to blend them together. If you don't trade and you generate ideas and you're doing markups and you're coming up with idea, trade ideas, but don't take any of them, that's fine. Especially if you're new. Generate ideas. You don't have to put the real Not money. Not trading is still a trading idea. Not trading is still a trading idea. Yeah. Staying out of the market. Yeah. If you're generating ideas. Like I, right. I advocate that everybody goes and like, okay, you think this is an entry point? Like I did with Euro NZD on Friday. I was like, I would short it here, put my stop here, but I did it with GBP NZD, same thing. I would see them through. I generate the idea. I could click the button with the live money. Right. But then separating it and saying like, no, this is an idea. I'm going to leave this here. Win or loss. Then what happens when you're good at that is you don't even feel FOMO when you're right. And you're actually right on more of those than you're wrong. Even right. though you're not in them with your live money. That's what I found. It's like, I'll have a day where I'll generate five ideas and not be in a single trade. And four of them will be correct. Just because I'm waiting for super probable trades. I don't think there's a problem with that. I mean, that's, what, that's how I've been trading now. And you've got some capital. I've got some capital. But right. when you started... I mean, when I funded my first $100 Trader's Way account, that's not how it was. Right. <laughs> Me neither. No, I wasn't even looking at things like that. What do you think about the crypto, like trading crypto on an active basis? I know a lot of people that make a lot of money trading crypto. Really? Yeah, day trading it. But isn't it unregulated? Isn't it super speculative, super volatile, super hard to day trade compared to Forex that is so technical? I think that there are technical aspects to crypto. Really? Yeah. I've seen people use technical analysis on crypto charts. Absolutely. And it works. Yeah. Interesting. Especially on Bitcoin, actually. Really? Yeah. Well, that's got the most volume, right? Right. Interesting. Out of all of them, yeah, do by you, far. I know I asked you earlier, but you don't have any Bitcoin. I do not, no. What are you going to do about that? Are you going to get some? I mean, you're, how old are you now? I'm 19. You're about to be 20 next year. 20 next year. I mean, dude, you're going to be, you know, part of this digital revolution. Right. Why aren't you getting onto this? Um, Even if it's a couple hundred dollars a month. I think that I need to learn more about it before I invest in it. Right, and it's I, tough. I'm going to do that research. Yeah. And maybe after I do that research, I will invest in it. Yeah. But right now, I just don't know too much about it. I'm taking some profits off the table with ours just because I yeah. made some good money. I know money you've on made it some year. good money with Bitcoin this year. Yeah. yeah. I think. How's Ripple working for you? I know you're I don't have any more. I was, and I lost money on it, and I sold out, and we lost. Like, just yeah. Ate it, you know? Um, crypto's been volatile. Yeah. And I feel like, so if you look at Bitcoin and people were like, yo, this is something for the future, the reason why I'm taking some off the table, not all, but some off the table this week, is because if it's the future, Today, it's priced at like 11600 11500 per coin. Okay. Okay. If it's the future, and I get in today, but in six months, it's worth 4000 a coin, well, it might be the future, but I lost money. Right. And the value of the money, even in cash, might be worth less now. Right? Yeah. So, it's very risky. It's not something like the stock market that's been proven to go up for hundreds right. of years. Every time it dips, it goes up and blah, 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 blah. Yes. It's much it's, more volatile. It's so different. It's just yeah. a peer-to-peer -peer market. So I'm like, mm, let me take some profits off the table here. You don't want to leave fresh money out there. And yeah, I said to Riley, I could leave the money in and it could grow. And it's easy. I'm not even touching it. It's just growing and making me money. Great. Or it could lose money. In that situation, on either end of it, I have no control. But if I take the profits and put it into my trading account, I have control over that. Right. I still can make money. But there's a 
way higher probability that I don't lose money if I have the control. Are you taking those profits that you took and putting them into gold? Um, I don't I know think you're so. buying a lot of gold now, a lot of gold and silver. I don't think so. No, no, because right now I want to see if gold settles down around two thousand. I think it will. It seems to be right now. Um, I think silver's a better bet just because it has more room to run on the upside. It definitely but does. But the thing about gold that a lot of people aren't understanding is that just because it's at an all-time high, if it blows the top off and there's a lot of volume that comes in, you could see candles that are the size of something you've never seen before with gold. It, it, right. There's no cap on this, just like with Bitcoin. You could wake up one day and see a 17% increase in gold's value. There's nothing stopping that. Right. That's a big, there would never be such a thing. 17% a day. Maybe, you have to fact check me on that, right? But like, you know what I'm saying? A massive increase just because of everything going on right, right. now. And what's interesting about gold, why I'm still interested in it, and I'm interested in buying GLD, which is the largest gold ETF. Okay. Just because that will move up as gold's value goes up. But here's yeah. why I like it. And I'll tell you why I don't. It's basically the same reason. The dollar losing value will drive the price of gold higher. Gold doesn't have to become any more valuable. I'm wearing rose gold right now. Okay? I'm wearing gold too. Right. This does not have to become any more valuable. Right. All that has to happen is the value of the dollar has to go down and the price of this goes up. So that's a good thing if you're long gold. Right. But a bad thing if you're holding cash. So when you buy GLD, which is an ETF that you have to buy in cash, it's important that in at least from my perspective, and I'm not a financial advisor, but from my perspective, it's important that you take profits. That's all. I'm not an investor. I'm never going to be an investor. I'm. I don't see myself ever going to a shareholders meeting and cutting a check and being like, "Give me seven million shares." I just maybe I will, but I don't think I will. I right. would much rather just trade and speculate mm -hmm. on price movement. That's just where I feel better because the fundamentals of companies kind of turn me off. Same thing with these especially because they're valued in U.S. dollars, and I don't know if that's the future. So I like the idea of control, and that's why I'm kind of consolidating a little bit and taking the profits and putting it back into my trading account to just keep growing my account because I do trust Owanda. I trust the money that I have there. I've taken withdrawals whenever I need them. It's instant, one day, two days max. Right. I, I traded with Owanda before. I have no beef with them. Mm -hmm. they're, they're always nice to me. My, my man How are there. Your spreads? Reasonable. Well, you have your own account manager now with them, right? I've had one now for a while. They right. fired the guy that was my manager when Corona hit because they reconsolidated people, I think, and then I got a new one. Got it. Yep. But does he help a lot? No. Only when I need stuff. He okay. does. He'll reach out and be like, yo, what's good? You, you good? Basically. Yeah. He doesn't say it like that, but he says, like, is everything good? Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, everything's good. But then, like, I wanted something from him a couple of weeks ago, and he helped me out with something through compliance. Yeah. So he'll help me. It's not that he's not helpful. How are your spreads? Reasonable, like I said. I mean, yeah. not... To me, it's about regulation. It's like I'm working on this presentation that I'm doing a webinar on in September. Okay. A free webinar. Forex versus stocks versus crypto. Okay. Regulation is the thing with crypto that keeps me out of it. Forex is dope because Owanda is regulated. It is. And the leverage that they give you is not a lot, but I don't It's enough. You don't need a lot of leverage. One to 20 is plenty. That's a lot. Yeah. That's plenty. But dude, guys are using one to 500, one to 200, one to 300. You don't want to be risking that much. No, bro. You can't right. take those hits. Nobody lasts. That's why nobody makes money in trading long term because right. they're, they're swinging too hard. But if you cut the leverage back, you're not going to be able to risk that much of your account. It's just not possible. You know what I mean? You could keep taking trades and blow your account because you take 10 trades in a day, but it'll take you out of the trade before you tank your whole account. Right. Because of their margin call and things like that. So for the future, I think you need a stable market. 
I think you need a market that's easy to read and understand. I think you need something that's not manipulatable. I think you need something that's far away from the media outreach, but still has like a schedule of what's going on based on the news. And all of that is Forex, not crypto. Crypto is not regulated. Stocks are easily manipulated, easily driven by media and news releases. And there's people on the inside, right? Like that bought stocks, like Robert Kiyosaki was in this video and he was saying, I've taken companies public. I bought stocks and I've taken companies public. He took two companies public on the Toronto Stock Exchange. He's like, I would never buy stocks because I've seen what they can do with the values of them. He's like, I know they can inflate them. I know they're manipulatable. I know it. I trust him. And I do believe that. I don't think that those people that created that shit are honest. This is my perspective because I think money will make people greedy and do bad things because they think they can get away with it. You know, so I just think that stocks are tough. I'm not a big stock guy. No, stocks are. So that's why I think, and okay, so if we cross stocks off the table, then you have Forex versus crypto and people will be like, oh, crypto is the future. Right. It but, could be. But you have no regulation. Right. No regulation. And the taxes right now, the IRS is trying to clamp down on the taxes for that stuff. Super hard. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So for Forex, you're, the, the tax, the way that we pay taxes as a Forex trader and with my Forex business is clearly established. It's been established. Right. You can write off a certain amount of losses. You can, um, if you have a trading business, you can deduct other expenses against your profits. It's all clearly laid out. Right. But they're going with after crypto, this crypto. No. And the broker that you have to put the money with or your crypto with is not regulated either. Right. So then you're actually kind of betting on, st- as I'm talking about this, think about it. You're actually kind of betting on a stock then too. Look at Coinbase. You can hold Bitcoin or Binance. You can hold yeah. crypto there. What if that as a company goes under and then your crypto was there? You're just gone. Right. No regulation. You can't sue them. Right. You can try. You're going to pay a lawyer for nothing. Now. Yeah, but I just don't think that. That would help with. This Long-term shit. investing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But this shit isn't like, yeah, you Day put it on the ledger and then put it in a, story. what he's saying is you put it on a ledger and you put it in a storage, in right. a safe or something it's like that. It's a little USB drive. They're all, yeah, they got yeah. different sizes. Um, But yeah, that's why for me, it's like Forex. It's stable. Right. It doesn't gap like stocks do. It's not manipulatable. It can sometimes. It can based on news events, but you right. know those news events are coming. You can get out of your trade. Yeah, that's true. FTM or I don't want to say it's FTMO. It might be the other company. One of them doesn't let traders even trade through news, like high-impact news events. They say you have to close on yeah, your trades. Yeah, that makes sense. Or they'll, or they'll fail you. That makes sense. Yeah. My firm, actually, never mind. Why? Nothing. I just don't know if I can disclose it. <laughs> right. Can you check to make sure we're still recording? I just want to make sure the camera's running good. Um, But yeah. So for me, that's why when you look at the other markets, Forex is still the move. And when you look at... We're good? Yeah. Thank you. When you look at like the... So sen- we trade. Yeah, yeah. That's what we know. So, exactly. And if you look at, like, the central bank survey that comes out every three years, it's it's triannual. It came out last year. If you look at it, the market's increasing in size. Spot traders are going up. Brokers are going down in cost. Commissions are going down. So, it's yeah. a great place to be. Right. It really is. The thing about it is that there's so much crap that aren't prop firms, that aren't actually providing strategy. They're selling marketing. Like, even... So I'm talking to a guy about estate planning next week with Ryan, her brother. Okay. For like, because, you know, we're making some money. So I need to start figuring this shit out. When he looked at my website and he looked at everything we have, he's like, isn't this like a multi-level marketing scam? (laughs) That's what people associate Forex with. That's the rap we get. Right. Right. And then Ryan had to explain to him. I see it all the time. I see it all the time. It's big. It's big in my age group. Of course. Yeah. And it's big in other countries. It's sad. They went to, they, they tried it here. They got lawsuits put against them, and they left Vegas, right. and then they went to other countries. It's sad. It is. It really they, is. they prey on people that are looking for a fantasy, that are looking for a dream to be there's sold someone, to them. Yeah, there's someone pretending to be you. Basically. Every, new, every, every other day, all the time. No, there, there really is, I know. Yeah. But not even that. There's guys that just put on a jacket, and they hold up a chart, and they're like, 
wearing a FX nice jacket. FX lifestyle. FX lifestyle. Lambo. It's like, the, <laughs> bro, you know what paid for the Lambo is all these people that you got signed up, right, not right. that you're trading. You right. know what I mean? And the thing about the Lambo, you know now, because I'm big on this life insurance kick, it's like you could spend $1,000 a month in a Lamborghini that you're going to, eventually you're going to get rid of it. Like you're going to either have to give it back or you're going to sell it. Like it's not going to last forever. And either way, it depreciates in value more times than not. So, because I can- It depends which one you buy. Yeah, I but unless you're investors. buying, unless you're, you got to know what you're doing to get your value back on Absolutely. a car. Absolutely, yeah. I could go buy a 1980 Lamborghini for a lot cheaper than I could buy a 2020. Absolutely. Okay. So, you, the car is not a good investment, but if you took that money and you really were making money trading and you had maybe a couple other streams of income, whether it's real estate or online courses or whatever you're doing, right. YouTube, whatever your streams of income are, I mean, the money goes so much further in the reality that we live in when you spend it and invest it in something like life insurance it's versus something to look into yeah. yeah versus a lamborghini or versus stocks even yeah. just because of the guarantee especially when you're a speculator we are speculators with our day trading take you when you make money when you start making a little bit of extra cash as you get older you don't want to st- have all of your money in speculation you want to diversify so that Absolutely. you're safe you know like that's why i have gold that's why i have bitcoin that's why i have you know, silver that's why i'm looking into real platinum. estate Real estate's a thing, too. I know too. you're big into the metals. Metals are a lot easier for me than real estate. That is true. You know what I mean? I can sell them really quick if I need to, and I can have a vault in Switzerland if I want that stores it for me, and I, don't have, I just got to pay fees on that. So if you really start making coin, it's it, it's easy to make money in metals. Over time, they are the most tried and true investment. U.S. treasuries are what our dad always has pushed as like a safe investment. That's what right. his generation was sold. I mean, basically what you're doing there is funding the government's debt. That's what that's doing. Well, if the government just continues to print money and continue to issue debt, it's just going to devalue everything that you have involved in that treasury bill. So I think that old style of investing is out. You can't go that route. And I don't trust stocks either. I think it's safe still. I think it depends on your risk appetite. I mean... For older people, it makes more sense. Yeah. For people that are just trying to get a really safe return, they don't really matter about the reward. Right. It makes more sense for them. But if... It might. Only if inflation... if If it doesn't meet inflation, then no, it doesn't. If inflation, if the value of their money is going lower, then the retu- is is decreasing at a greater rate than their return, then no, it's not. And that's what I'm saying. You're going to see that happen. So that's why I think stocks, treasury bills, real estate, all these things are so tough. Metals aren't tough. Bitcoin's not tough to me. It all deserves a place, but Forex is the best. That's where I think you, you keep the speculation and then you diversify off into other things. And I'd love to be able to find somebody that had a dope business idea and they were like, yo, I need 50 grand. Right. I'm like, here right. you go. Give me 20% of the of your idea. I'm, I'm 20% of your, but you run it. You know, that's what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to do it with a car wash or a car parking lot. Like that's what I'd like to do is cut a check and invest in one of those okay. to generate cash flow in, in real estate, but not have to deal with There's tenants. There's a lot of different ways to park money. Yeah. 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 I don't want to deal with tenants. So how do I deal with tenants, but get into real estate? Well, I buy things that people use. Right. Commercial stuff. There's also REITs. You can yeah, invest in a REIT. But they're a scam too. I've heard about so many people. Yeah. Tough. Cause then you're getting into people that might be taking your money and might not actually be investing it. Yeah. It definitely depends. Well, that's with all of um, course. asset managers. Right. Really. Bernie, you could get Bernie made off real quick. Right. Yeah. People have asked me all the time why I don't take money yet. And I'm like, because of that, like that stigma, you know what I mean? Once you go down that road, you're committed. I think eventually. Yeah, definitely. You have to be committed. Definitely committed. But it's always been a lifestyle thing for me. I think trading for all of us, we all get into it for the lifestyle. And if I'm able to achieve the lifestyle that I need or that I want right now doing what I'm doing, 
why stretch myself no when I have a plan? Right. You know, like right now I have a couple of things that I'm working on in the background. You can always do it in the future if you decide exactly. to. Exactly. Right. It's something that I can do and almost not go back from. So I'm sitting on it. Okay. You know what I mean? Like the same yeah. thing I work on things behind You'll the scenes. You'll probably end up doing it at some point. Yeah, bro. I mean, yeah. I've got people that want to throw me money all the D- time. Different stages of life. Exactly. Yeah. But right now, this is what works. I have a lot of value so that I provide. Exactly. Yeah. And I have a couple of things that I'm still kind of cooking behind the scenes for people that I can still surprise them with and I can still bring value and, and make it in, and keep the business interesting. Yeah. And do things that are different, you know? Mm-hmm. So then it's like, if I can do that, why would I leave before I can do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I would definitely want somebody to be running ASFX and keep ASFX going because it's building a name for itself as like a for, a really solid Forex education business. So Absolutely. I, like I want people to be able to come in and know that I'm still involved yeah. and I'm always going to be involved. But in 10 years, I think I'll have other people running that education part of the business. You know what I mean? I'll still do coaching and stuff like that. But I right. think in 10 years, I could be trading a fund. We could be doing way more. Absolutely. Things, you you know could have mean? both. Right. So, yeah. But I appreciate you making time to do the video. I'm glad that you wanted to do it. I'm glad that we did it, even though the lighting was kind of bad. But I think it came out We figured out good. it out. Yeah. Yeah. So for everybody that's still watching, we appreciate you. I'll connect you guys with Logan in the description down below. I'll put your Instagram. That's probably the cool. safest place for to get a hold of you. My handle. Yeah. yeah. We'll tag the handle. But let us know if you guys have any questions. If you do, we could bring Logan back on when he comes back down to Florida, or we'll have yeah. to do it via video we can call. We'll talk about a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we could do another one via video call if there's a bunch of questions. We'll see what the feedback is. So, yeah, okay. let us know what you guys think. Drop comments down below. Appreciate you again, Logan. Appreciate cool. you guys watching. We'll see you in the next video. Thank you for listening to Today's Money. If you want to check out the video that goes along with this episode, there's a link in the show notes. Now make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to so you don't miss any future episodes. And if there's anything that I can do to help you along your trading journey, please reach out to me. My contact info is in the description as well. Thank you very much, and I'll see you in the next episode.